Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's Rewards. Must be 21 or older. That's right, it's another episode of the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here with the kid from Kansas City himself, Mark Gunnels, in new digs. Check this out. What are we doing here? We got a recliner. I feel like I'm sitting on the couch. Hey, this is much needed. We just had a very intense workout. You know, my legs feel like jello right now. My arms are sore. So it's perfect timing that Sal and the boys here at Extra Points gave us some very comfortable chairs, man. See, Eddie will appreciate this because I know he got his workout in already today, Spaghetti. So feel free to pop on. <laughs> but just so, like, because I don't have a car. As everyone who listens to Extra Points knows at the moment, I take my bicycle everywhere. It has rained more in Los Angeles the last three months than it literally has in Seattle. So I have not been able to ride my bike nearly the frequency I, I intended to ride this on bike when I bought it five, six months ago, right? So I have not been going to the gym with any regularity, just doing all my workout at home. So what I did was I got a buddy of mine. He works over... He works over in Culver City. He trains boxing, right? So I said to Mark Gunnels, I said, look, bro, he'll train you for free as long as you bring me, (laughs) you know? And so therefore, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have been in the gym. And I tell you what, this guy, Mark Gunnels, walking into the gym this morning, had the look of the face. He was just praying that there was a power outage. Like, God, (laughs) please strike this thing with lightning. But after the fact, walking out of that bad boy, you talking cash. You know, it's funny, Miriam, we pulled in and mm-hmm. the trainer was pulling out. Yep. I was looking thinking in my head like, yes, I'm going to get away with it. Is he leaving? Is it canceled? He was like, no, I'm just reparking my car. Just like, moving oh, the car Here over. we go. You're just moving but the nah, car I feel over. good afterwards, man. I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> uh, we're, we're in our 30s now, right? So I mean, look. You know, there's 15, 16-year-olds out here that can do crazy things. You know, I, I feel... I know you say you feel insulted. Like these little youngsters, man, out here playing basketball for three hours. I don't even get tired. And I will say, it, the, the context of that is I, it, I went to a Long Beach Poly football game of which has, what, seven to ten D1 athletes on the field at any given time, uh, of, on their side of the field, of <laughs> depending yeah. on who they're playing. And then later on that week, went to a Sierra Canyon basketball game. Oh, you saw Bronny. <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm like, dog. These kids don't have driver's licenses, and they could all whoop my ass. And so then, that, you know, that mixed with Eric Musselman and him taking his shirt off, John Morant in the club taking his shirt off. I feel like we're in a generation of people who are taking their shirts off. Started with J.R. Smith, and we're going forward from there of just guys just ripping their shirts off for seemingly kind of innocuous reasons. Like John Morant in a, in a strip club. This is a stripper's job. Right, Eric Musselman, you just want you congratulations. You advanced past the first weekend of March Madness. So, you know, I think that maybe like, you know, when a podcast hits like a million downloads, I'll just rip my rip my sweatshirt off and just rock out. Did you see Brady and Gronk and the boys on the beach the other day? Great. <laughs> Brady and Gronk and the boys. I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> They're on the beach throwing footballs with their shirts off. Julian Edelman and all yeah. that. I did. It looked like an Abercrombie ad for the early 2000s. <laughs> but <laughs> let's get into let's get into the final four because nobody else Gosh, seems to be into do it. We at have all. to. This is really pushing my my movie ticket take to the limit. 
Dave has to take about quarterback saturation that is pretty much pushed to the limit. I formerly thought that my movie ticket take was going to be bulletproof, but Lord have mercy, we're stretching it. Because here's the thing, all right? Try to remember a time in which you actually, we actually went to the movies pre-COVID, right? <laughs> when you actually go buy a movie ticket and go see a movie. You see all the commercials for it. Like, you see all the advertisements for it. God willing, it's not the playoffs and TNT. You see every single break, you see mm -hmm. a new commercial for this new movie, right? Right. And you go, and you're like, you know what? We got to see this movie. We got to see this movie. You tell your girl, come on, come on. We're going to see the movie, B. Come on, let's go. <laughs> right? We're going to see the movie. You go, $15 for you, 15 for her. Right? Just to get in the door. Right. You made the, the fatal mistake of not eating dinner prior. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so now you go in. Now you got to order, you know, $20 worth of popcorn and candy and, and, and $7 worth of soda. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All yeah. before you get into the movie. Yeah. You right? Get, All before you sit down. At that point, you're north of $50. You north of 50 already. Mm -hmm. Then you sit down. There's no guarantee this movie's going to be good. There's no promise that this movie's going to be good. Yeah. You bought the ticket because you expected it to be good from all the advertisements and you, you know for the time that you was going to spend watching that movie, for the time you could spend with your girl. Same thing with sports. You buy a sports ticket, there's no guarantee that the game is going to be good. Right, it right. might be a blowout. You went to the Super Bowl this year. You buy that ticket, you're taking a risk. Your team might lose. 50 to nothing. They might win 50 to nothing. <laughs> right. It might be a close game. You don't know. That's the beauty of sport. But I'll tell you this. I, I, this, this, this Final Four should have been on $5 Wednesdays. If that's the, <laughs> like, I mean, because Lord have mercy. We are pushing the limit of, the, of, my, movie, of my movie ticket take. Because this is not the movie anybody thought we was going to see. Right. And, you know, it's called March Madness, and people love the upsets and stuff like that. I had a very controversial take on Twitter uh, about last week. Do you ever have non-controversial tweets? Um, yeah. As Eddie sits here and cries laughing? I, 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 would, I would think so. <laughs> Sometimes I do. But... Uh, you know what these non-controversial are, uh, Eddie? It's 11-17 in El Segundo. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the non-controversial uh, oh tweet right gosh, there. Oh, my gosh. Somebody else replied, it's 11-19, you jerk! <laughs> <laughs> the controversial tweet was basically saying that I think the upsets in March Madness are overrated because we love them in the moment. But then, you know, a 15 seed beats a two seed. Oh, my gosh, what an upset. I love it. March Madness, baby. This is March. But then the second round, they play, what, a seven or a six seed, and they get blown out. Right now, we got Florida Atlantic. They made it all the way to the Final Four. Congrats. But now you have Florida Atlantic versus San Diego State in the Final Four. Does that really get your juices flowing? Does that get you excited? To your point. I want to see the best teams play when the, in the biggest moments. The, the question that I think has to be asked, if Fairleigh Dickinson doesn't beat Purdue, is Florida Atlantic in the Final Four? Well, obviously not. Well, because Fairleigh Dickinson beat Purdue, maybe Florida Atlantic could well, too. I mean, yeah, but you but, know, but but that's that's where that's yeah. the, that's the thing, and I and I get you, and I think I don't want to say upsets are overrated because that is part of the reason why we're tuning in early. But the thing to me, but as the tournament goes on, though, well, he, no, I hear what you're, but I, I I don't disagree. Yeah, I think this tournament has to be one of the worst seeded that we've seen so far. 
If you're looking at a team in Florida, I mean, they're a nine seed. Okay, I can deal with that. But, like, UConn was a trendy pick to win it early on mm -hmm. as a four seed. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Miami, you know, they, they were like a, you know, people were talking, they can get out of their bracket, maybe, just maybe. But the idea that all your one seeds are gone and all your two seeds are gone means that the best eight teams that the selection committee deemed to be after watching – Ostensibly, you would imagine watching well, college and all basketball, your, and all your three seats are gone too. So the top twelve, <laughs> so the top twelve teams that you deemed were the best twelve didn't make it to the final four. Not a single one of the twelve. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. In a, in a, in a in a in a in a tournament in which the seeds are not determined necessarily by what you did in the regular season. You know what I mean? Like the Buccaneers last last postseason, they were locked in the four seed because they won the South, mm -hmm. right? Just because you win the ACC doesn't mean you're locked into a three seed in the Midwest region, right? You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. No, you all uh, picked the selection committee. Picked this. You made it so. Yeah. That was my argument with upsets beforehand. It's like it's not. Is it an upset or were you guys wrong? Are you guys wrong that this isn't actually a 15 seed or this isn't actually a 16 seed? But then when you see, first of all, like you said, one, two, three seeds, gone. And in the last three seasons, our last two, th three tournaments, we'd have two 16s beat at one. It's not supposed to happen. No. So what's happening here? Your one seeds aren't actually one seeds, and your 16s probably aren't actually 16s. And also, to take it a step further, forget the Final Four. This is the first time in tournament history that not one single one seed made it to the Elite Eight. So there you Forget go. the Final Four. They even make it to the Elite Eight, Martin. I mean, my gosh. And a lot of people say, you know, maybe this is because the transfer portal, you know, is making it more competitive around college basketball. The talent is more spread out. You know, obviously with these NIL deals and things of that nature, you know, it's just making it more competitive to where, like you kind of said, these 15 seats aren't your traditional 15 seats from back in the day. Right. Because you have guys going to these schools that may have had bad grades or had an off the court issue. And they got to go to like a smaller school where their talent deems them to be better than going to a Florida Atlantic. They should be at a power five. Right. Like so you do see that. I do think it creates more balance. But at the same time, maybe I'm just the old man on the line. I want to see the Blue Buds in the Final Four. I want to see your Kansases. I want to see your North Carolinas, your Dukes, your Kentuckys. To me, that just gives me more hyped. It gets me more excited. I bet you right now, the ratings for this Final Four would be an all-time low. I cannot wait to see the ratings come for this. The women's tournament, I'm more excited for the women's tournament this year, man. You say that like it's a bad thing. No, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, though. No, but did you see Caitlin Clark in that Iowa hey. game? Outdrew any ESPN yes, NBA game. That was crazy to see. But also, why do people, and Sal's one of these people too, I don't get why people care about the ratings unless, like, you work there. You know, like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that you care so much, but, like, that'll be a thing I'm on Twitter. Be like, oh, man, San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic. What's the rating going to be for this? And sure, maybe you missed a casual fan who was just going to may tune in to watch, you know, Kentucky play Gonzaga or something like that, or, you know, Duke, North Carolina, like last year or something like that. But, like, dog, if the Jaguars and the Seahawks are in the Super Bowl, guess what? Everybody going to watch it. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it wouldn't be a record breaking. No, nah, but enough people gonna watch yeah. it. Well, we know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's my point. Like we gonna figure it out. But I don't feel the same way about this Final Four though. I think the ratings are gonna be dramatically lower than last year. Last year, I know you for sure had Kansas and North Carolina in the Final Four. I can't remember the other two teams right now, but that was your national championship. Those are two of the top five programs in college basketball. The best program in this Final Four is UConn, and they're more known for their women's program than their men's program. Well, the thing about UConn, you can talk about a blue blood. They've had, I forget the number, but they've been in a national title game at least three times the last 20 years. Uh, but they're so weird because they'll have like the stretch where they're just really bad, and then they just, oh, we're in a championship game. They, like, should, <laughs> they should win this whole thing, but literally, you want to talk about somebody who's been the kiss of death. I have not picked a college basketball pick right, I think, since the round of 64. So take that for a grain of salt. <laughs> but I think UConn should win the whole thing. Somehow, remarkably, though, as poor as I have been gambling on this tournament and picking it day in, day out, somehow, some way, you finish last in the bracket. Oh, my gosh. Have we even determined what my uh, consequence is going to be yet? Well, it's up to babyface Joel Solomon. Do you have any any insight on that, Eddie? No, okay. not so much. It's all shrouded in secrecy. Oh, man. What if he says you can't tweet for 48 hours? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a burner account, so. <laughs> <laughs> of course You'll does. never know it's me. <laughs> That's not true. We'll just search the time in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you'll pull you right up. Be like, it's 1.30 in L.A. Oh, that's Mark Gunnels. You can't miss him. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and then get into the NBA. Your very first bet with Caesars Sportsbook? It's on Caesars. Just sign up with promo code OMAHAWFULL and then place your first bet. If you win, great, keep your winnings. But if your first bet loses, you receive your stake back as a bonus bet. 21 and up or only, offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 wager only. You must register with the eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager is returned only if the wager is settled for a loss. Maximum bet credit is $1,250, which must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. No when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, and Kansas call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Offer not available in Massachusetts, Maryland, and Ohio. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Well, Mark, Patrick Beverly said it. He's coming to ruin the Lakers season. And he came in to Crypto.com. And with a 10-point lead, with about a minute and a half left, hit LeBron with a little shimmy shake, dare I say, Elijah Wan-esque, <laughs> with a shimmy that's, shake. That's nasty. And put him on the ground with it and said, bop, bop, bop. <laughs> As he tapped the ground and said, LeBron is too small. <laughs> now, the Lakers will play again. By the time you hear this, we won't know the outcome of the next time that the Lakers play the Bulls, which is tonight. I am heavily rooting for Chicago and Patrick <laughs> Beverly. You're the hometown kid. You're so nasty. I was just watching a video of Steven Jackson and uh, Matt Barnes and Isaiah Thomas talking about how the different hoopers from Chicago hoop different ways. And all the guys from the west side, they're the ones that lock up. They're the ones that lock up with no haircuts. Well, you know, AD's from Chicago, too. Yeah, but he's from the south side. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. The South Side ones were the ones they said they score, they they the shooters. That's a little pretty voice. Yeah, so I'm trying to Tim Hardaway, uh Dwayne Wade, Anthony Davis, and then on the other end of it, you had like Tony Allen, uh uh and, and Patrick Beverly. Now I'm forgetting the other the other bulldog from the south side or from the west side of Chicago. But anyway. The grinders. Anyway. Wasn't wasn't KG from the West Side? Yes, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. there you go. Uh, uh, they will be taking on the Chicago Bulls, but I got to say right now, my meathead of the week is LeBron James. First of all, <laughs> welcome back to the NBA. We missed you. But he's so cringy because he'll do something like, and don't get me wrong, I'm happy LeBron is back. I really truly it's good am. for the league. Even though I want the Lakers to miss the playoffs, <laughs> I want him to be there for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet on it. But I want LeBron to be there for it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like you said, it's good for the league. It, the league is in a better place generally when LeBron is out there getting his thing done. But he came back in the same way that he has for his entire career. Cringe and corny. As he says, he went to the LeBron of feet. Yeah. Bruh. The best in the world. Then You know what I would have went to? The LeBron of foot doctors. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the LeBron of podiatry. <laughs> when you say you're with the LeBron of feet, <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> you the, the greatest foot of our generation? <laughs> hey, man, he went to the best foot doctor in the world. The LeBron of feet, to me, feels like they should be, like, it should be, like, reserved for, like, Adam Vinatieri. Or something like that. Because his foot has won a lot. 
Ah, <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. The LeBron of feet? Justin Tucker. Yeah, Justin Tucker is the LeBron of feet. Exactly. <laughs> what are we talking about? Of feet? Oh, I didn't like it. It gave me icky vibes. It gave me like, what, like, what type of stuff are you doing with your feet? Well. Besides walking on them. Well, you saw what Dennis Schroeder said uh, last week or so, kind of spilling the beans a little bit, talking about the German doctors are really good. So maybe LeBron, did he go to Germany? Or did he have the German doctor come out of L.A.? So I don't know. But whoever that person is, apparently he's the best in the world at what he does because obviously that's what LeBron is insinuating there, that he went to the best of the best. He's me, but he's me of feet. He what's, gets me right. What's hilarious, too, <laughs> is like to say somebody is the Michael Jordan of something. Yeah. Is, that's pretty much a standard, like, yeah, okay, you know, he's the best at, like, he's like the Michael Jordan of, of podcast producing, talking about Eddie Spaghetti. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That means he's, you know, he's a goat. Yeah, they say, like, Dirk's the Michael Jordan of Germany. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady, the Michael Jordan of football. Nobody says the LeBron of anything. In part because probably you gotta ha- you gotta retire first before people start to reference you in the past tense or in the in the esoteric in that way. Yeah. The LeBron. That's of fair. People. Give me a break. That's fair. But you know, let's transition to I'm my... just surprised he didn't tweet about how he went to the LeBron of feet. Hashtag strive for greatness. <laughs> Hashtag wash king. So, um, <laughs> my uh, meathead, right? That's what we're calling these guys? Yes, the meathead. My, my meathead of the week. This meathead. My meathead of the week. I'm going to the Pacific Northwest, where it does rain a lot, <laughs> where it should rain a lot. Right. And it's raining on this guy's parade. And that's none other than Damian Lillard. Dame time. Here's my beef with you. Before the year... You know, Dane was talking that good talk, talking about, I love Portland. I, I think we can win here. You know, I, I, I really love this place. I'm in favor of this. And then now, recently, now he's talking about, oh, I don't, I'm not here for a rebuild. I don't want to be part of a rebuild. And then now he's talking about how I might not play in the NBA that much longer. These guys are entitled. I'm not liking what it's turning into. Dude, what is your issue? First of all, we, we've been begging you for years, Dame, cheat the grind one time. Go somewhere else. I know you love Portland or whatever. I don't know what you like about Portland. I've never been there before, but I guess it's a great city. I don't know. But you love it so much. You're so committed. So, okay, fine. You've been to one Western Conference Finals and you got swept. Dog, and should have won it. <laughs> you got swept. Should have won it. KD was yeah, hurt. KD wasn't there. I rev- that was one of my worst <laughs> tweets ever. I mean, what? I, you had the Blazers winning that? I tweeted it when, as soon as KD got hurt, Vince Houston. Oh, okay. I said, oh, Blazers going to win the West. Oh, okay. I, I can tell that still sticks with you to this All day. Right, it does. It does. Because I was, <laughs> I, was, I was here for a long time for the Dame over Steph argument. Yeah. I was here for it for a long time. Oh, that officially buried that one. Yeah, that, that, uh, <laughs> that thing is uh, six feet under so now they're Just talking like the about. <laughs> so now they're planning on shutting them down for the season. And let me read. Ooh. Let me read this quote, man. Let me read this quote about him and talking about the NBA. The word I was looking for is entitlement. Like when I came in the league, you have to earn. Not just what you got from the team or the respect. You have to earn your space on the team. There was no, oh, you're the sixth pick of the draft. It's your team. What is this your team stuff? 
This is what he said to J.J. Reddick on this podcast. I think about it all the time where I'm just like, I don't know where if I can just play that much longer because I don't enjoy the NBA as a whole, as it's becoming. The NBA star added. He's not liking what the NBA is becoming. He feels these guys are entitled. And here, I get that, right? Because there is this thing where, you know, you're a high pick in the draft and they say, okay, now it's instantly your team, right? Before you even stepped on the court. I, there is some part to that where I can agree where he's coming from. Well, but at the same time, my main issue is <laughs> you were still a lottery pick. Now, granted, they didn't say it was your team because I think Marcus Aldridge was still there. He was. So he did have to earn his stripes. I, I get but that. The, but, but my thing is, okay, the Cleveland Cavaliers take LeBron James with the first pick in 2003. Yeah, but he walks in. It's relative, right? Whose yeah. team is it? Yeah. Anderson Varejao? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Carlo, what? Carlos Boozer? Yeah. Like, you <laughs> know what I'm saying? Derrick Rose gets drafted by the Bulls first overall. Yeah. Whose team is it? It's his team. Right. Zion Williamson gets it's, drafted it's by a, the Pelicans. It's a case by ja case Morant thing. gets drafted by the Grizzlies. That same stretch. Like, whose team is it supposed to be? Yeah. Your team. Like, Eddie was talking earlier today. What's they taking John? What's New York taking John instead of R.J. Barrett? You know why? Because at this point, it should have been R.J. Barrett's team. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. like that's what we're talking about, Dame. Yeah. And in short order, it was your team. Yeah. Lamarcus Aldridge, you know what? He didn't last very long in Portland. No. No, not at all. And, you know, going back to the other points. Well, though, I should say, after Dame came, he didn't last very long in Portland. Right, 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 right. I know what you meant there. But yeah, but my main point here is I'm tired of this conflicting stuff it got going on. Because, like I said, before the year, you said, I think we can win the championship. I feel really confident in this team. Now you're saying that you're not here for a rebuild. And it's just like it's at the point now where I'm, I'm over it. I'm over the whole Dame thing, trying to free Dame and trying to have him go to Milwaukee or play for Whoa. a contender. Because if he doesn't want it, why should I want it? My thing is that Why should I want it? Why are you shutting down right now if you're, like, if you're, if you're legit hurt, need surgery, and I hey, go all, all, all power to you. Yeah. But if you are just such in love with the grind and so in love with Portland, I don't know, man. Of the last 10 games on the schedule, they probably got five at home. So you just going to not go? Yeah. You just not going to dress for the fans that, like, sensibly love you playing? Like, so, that's, yeah, I'm with you. I, that's right thing. Don't tell me you don't care about rings. You just want to play basketball. Yeah. And then now we're not playing basketball because you can't win a ring. Yeah, because you guys are, like, mathematically out, basically, at this point. Like, I would be surprised to hear KD do that. Like, if, if KD was on a team that was eliminated from the playoffs mm -hmm. or, you know what I'm saying, it was looking rough. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I think I'm going to just call it. I'm going to be like, wait a minute. That's not what you've said in the past. Yeah, like, you just love the game. You love the game. You're a hooper. That's what I, that's what I was told. Yeah. I was told that you love the game so much. Yeah. You wouldn't even leave Brooklyn because you just can't go a day without basketball. Yeah. So I would be like, I don't know about all that. Yeah. You know, dang. somebody who did leave Brooklyn who can go a day without basketball. <clears throat> Has there ever been a bigger midseason disaster? And the clock is still ticking. <laughs> but the Mavericks, Kyrie, Luka pairing. Luka Doncic is no longer having fun. He led the league in text when he was having fun. 
Now he's no longer having fun. Per him. <laughs> um, I can't think of no other situation mid-season Jason like Kidd this. said it was dog And then they came out and lost to the Hornets the next game. They lost back-to-back games to the Hornets. <laughs> so, yeah, they're 3-7 and seven since this pairing of, has came together. And right now they're not even in the plan at this moment, which is crazy to me. It's just like Kyrie said, you know what, LeBron? Don't worry, buddy. I got you. I got you. I'll tank the Mavericks. <laughs> so that way, you're destined to be in the play. Your anti-Lakers agenda is so hilarious. That's you, how I'm feeling right this the moment. The yoga stretch right there. That is how it's I'm crazy. feeling at this moment. This is Kyrie's you secret agent. Anyway. But, yeah, I don't blame it all on Kyrie. I think the construction of that roster is very poor because obviously they traded away their best defenders to get Kyrie, and they were already a bad defensive team before. So you just made that even a little, made that even worse. And then also I do think there is something too, though, to the point that Luka is so used to having the ball in his hands so much. Like, he's not having those 35, 40-point triple-double games that we're grown accustomed to, right? And I like watching that just as a fan. Like, maybe it's not conducive to winning basketball, but to me, that was just cool to watch. See Luca, just this slow-footed guy, not that athletic, but somehow he's still getting these 40-point triple-doubles on cats. Like, that was cool to me. But now he has to share the ball with Kyrie, and I'm sure that kind of does rub him the wrong way a little bit. Well, it needs to rub him back. If it's rubbing him the wrong way, it needs to rub him back to playing defense. <laughs> because back when did he play defense? You no, know, I'm saying back down the other side of the court. Oh, okay, okay. I thought <laughs> yeah, you, okay. Because <laughs> defensively, like that's really you. You talk about Dorian Finney-Smith, and uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love DFS as much as the next guy. The next guy, it's good defender. Yeah, but in the playoffs, you start watching him shoot threes. You're like, wow, I wish somebody better than Dorian Finney-Smith was open right now. Right? right, like that's kind of the vibe. Yeah, and but. Kyrie was never a lockdown defender, but like you remember, he wanted to guard Giannis in that in that <laughs> down the stretch in that elimination game, got killed. Yeah, like where is the? I'm, it was foolish for Kyrie to say I want to guard Giannis, right, right? Right. But it was not necessarily foolish for him to have the idea that he should or could, right? Like Charles Barkley said, it's a bunch. I had to think I was the best player out there all the time. Otherwise, these guys are going to run through me, right? So I don't have a problem with Kyrie saying he sh- could do it. Now, coach, that's your job. But also, now at this point in the game, yeah, where's your fire for that same energy? Where's the fire to, oh, I'm go- like, we need to take out the best player on the other team. Yeah, I need to go stand in front of him and lock him up. Now, his ability to do that was negligible at best in the first place. But the willingness... Is what's missing here, right? You see, you see, Luca and Luca's Luca's in the same boat. Even there was a period, period of time towards the end of last season. I mean, this team was in the Western Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? Luca got embarrassed by the Phoenix Suns, and he came back and was like, "Oh no, I ain't going out like this." That was one of the most gangster things I've seen in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? He's like, "I ain't going out like it's this." Easy to talk when you're up. Yeah, but like, where's <laughs> like that whole energy, that swagger, that that bravado, the vibes, whatever you want to call it, seem to be completely spoiled and gone. So it sounds like you're blaming it on Kyrie. Well, I'm not necessarily say uh, from all I can tell, 
since he's been in Dallas, Kyrie's been a model citizen. Yeah. I've seen him do a lot of good things in the community. And, you know, he FaceTimed the girls at uh, South Carolina, the women's team. I don't know if you saw that video. It's pretty cool. I did it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder uh, how that's facilitated. Is he called Don Staley? No, it was like a, it was on their social media, on their Twitter page, and they were like asking each player who's the most famous person in your phone. And one of the one of the wow. players was saying Kyrie. So they all called the most famous person on their phone to see if they answer, and he actually did answer. And he was just saying congratulations on your guys' success. And I'll be watching you guys from afar and stuff like that. Who's the most famous person in your phone? Ooh, wow. Probably Rob Parker. Okay. Yeah. Rob Parker. Yeah. What about you? Same? No, 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 <laughs> you got somebody more famous than Rob in your phone? <laughs> See, this is the tricky one. Because it's got to be somebody more famous then, like, you know, somebody famous. But also, like, start this, uh, you also want them to answer the phone. Yeah. Right? So it's like, just because you got them on the phone doesn't mean that they will actually answer. That's, that's good. Because actually, I just thought about something. I got somebody, I got somebody more famous, but I'm not going to say their name. But because they probably won't answer the phone. But, See, yeah. that's what I said. I think but I know Ryan would pick up. I think the most famous <laughs> person I could call and they would actually answer would be Shannon. Shannon okay. Sharp. Okay. But I better have something to say quickly because he's going to hang up on me in about 45 seconds. Yeah. If, I have, if I'm just like, hey. Like, what you want, man? Yeah, what's up? Hey, he's going to be like, what's up? Yeah. If I don't have anything to say what's up, he's like, all right, I'll talk yeah, to you later. Yeah, for sure. Like, you need anything? <laughs> but he definitely think he would answer the phone. Uh, I do have Kevin Durant's friend, Eddie Gonzalez, in my phone. Oh, yeah. He does answer. Yeah, Eddie's a good Phoenix guy. right now. Okay. Actually. Yeah. Bansky on Twitter. Yeah. If you're familiar. <laughs> right, right. He's in Phoenix right now because Kevin Durant is making his uh, son's home debut tonight. Tonight. Finally, he's supposed to. Hopefully he doesn't roll his ankle in the warm-ups. <laughs> I imagine so. I mean, you know, obviously we haven't seen the game, but I'm going to close my eyes and pretend hmm, Kevin Durant is going to come out and have 25 points, five rebounds, and four assists. Okay. <laughs> Sound like you may uh, maybe put a bet in. Because I saw his over-under of points is only 22 and a half. It'll go over. For tonight. And he will shoot. He will make at least 11 shots from the field. Your typical efficient, like 11 of 18, something like that. Sounds about right. Sounds That'll about right. Sounds about right. That'll be it. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the fans, like you said, people in Phoenix, right? Because his home debut, which was supposed to be his home debut a couple weeks ago. Could you imagine... You're in Phoenix. You you bring your 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 kid to the game. You bring your your significant other to the game. Hey, this is KD's home opener, baby. You you get there early. You're trying to see the warmups and everything. Get the whole vibe of the the, the arena. And then he rolls his ankle in the warmups. It's a good thing you got there early. <laughs> but it's like I said earlier. You bought the movie ticket. You didn't know if the movie was gonna be good or not. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing about low management. That's the worst. At least KD was out there trying to give it a go, and uh, he will give it a go tonight. We won't. We obviously don't know the end result of that game. So should be far. a fun game. Timberwolves. They've been playing but some pretty good ball lately. It should be a lately. fun game. It should be a good game. And speaking of the Timberwolves, first of all, I saw Rudy Gobert hit a turnaround jumper <laughs> in the last seventy-two hours. <laughs> so things in Minnesota have to be going well. But they've really. I say since they got Carlton Towns back, they're on a four-game winning streak. I was about to say last four or five games. 
they've been really impressive, and defensively they'll have to figure it out. But this is going to be a big test for Phoenix tonight. And they're only a half a game behind the Warriors for the sixth seed, which will put them out of the play-in. So they're right there. They're right there. And they did make the play-in last year. And they just beat the Warriors a couple days ago. That was a big-time win. They needed that one. Look, they they did beat – they were in the play-in last year. Mm -hmm. Patrick Beverly celebrated another shirt-off incident. (laughs) In which, you know, it's like a little little premature. See, you see the trend now. Aren't yeah. you glad we're in the gym? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I like this Minnesota team a lot. And uh, as I sit here and just invest futures in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. I can see this team being one 30 days from now. We're looking at them in a much different light. Remember that Memphis series last year? They were the more talented team than Memphis. Oh, yeah. They just were just so all over the place. Scattershot. What was that game where they just come collapsed? This, it was I like mean, game five or four or something like that. They're up by like 20, I think. It was a, a they just lot of had that. a complete meltdown. Yeah, it was a lot of that. So it's like that and the glue and the glue protester. That was the story of the oh, Minnesota, yeah. the Minnesota <laughs> Forgot about that last year. Yeah. I think that this this team is better than the last one. It took them a long time to get it together. Yeah. But when you have Rudy Gobert playing next to Carl Anthony Towns, as, as opposed to just Carl Anthony Towns playing, like you're expecting him to be a lockdown defender. Right. That's that's a mess. Yeah. If you're expecting Rudy Gobert to be an offensive plus, that's a mess. Yeah. When you have both of them together. Yeah, they do what the other can't do. It gives sort of a Clevelandy type of vibe where you have Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, bro, like, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. Think if you're a Golden State like you just mentioned. Draymond Green is the biggest guy you feel good playing the whole game. Kevon Looney in a pinch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he's Kevon Looney's an impactful guy. Don't get me wrong. Right. But he's their rebound hustle defense guy. Exactly. And... It's funny you mentioned the Grizzlies because as it currently stands, obviously the plan makes it a little weird. But if they end up where they are now in the seventh seat, they will play the Grizzlies in the first round again this year as of today. That would be fun. Sign me up. I don't know where I'm going because uh, I know last year I was ready to call Anthony Edwards Michael Jordan Jr. So (laughs) (laughs) I was ready. I was ready. I was here. I was here for it, dog. Especially when he named his dog Anthony Edwards Jr. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He's got a Twitter page for it and everything. Oh, wow. So you follow it. His dog's name is Anthony it's Edwards. It's pretty entertaining. It's about as what you would expect. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But okay. I'm in favor of personalities in the sport, and that's what yeah. I appreciate. Now, one personality that has none, Ben Simmons. Is it is it too soon to say bust? Are you ready? Are you no, ready? it's not too soon. Because I was ready three years ago. It's not too soon. <laughs> I was ready three years ago. It's All definitely right. not too soon. I just because I know we have we've had conversations about other former number one overall picks. I know you've been reticent to throw the towel in on some of them, but this one we're good. We can we can agree. Yeah, he turns twenty seven this summer. Man, <laughs> like, I'll never forget undefeated Kentucky coming down to Baton Rouge. Also, anybody that would listen that Ben Simmons and LSU were going to beat that team. They lost by one at the buzzer because Ben Simmons missed a jumper. Get that. <laughs> <laughs> Get that. Yeah, man. So he shut down for the year. He actually played more games than I thought. He played 42 games this year. It doesn't feel like it at all. <laughs> so he played half the season. Well, Mark, <laughs> there's been 70-some games played total. I know, but it so just doesn't even... He missed over 40. It doesn't feel like he even played 42, though. Like, <laughs> I guess because he's been out so long, it just seems like a distant memory at this point. 
you know what? He played all the games during football season when we were like really invested <laughs> in football. And then when basketball was really like on the forefront, he wasn't playing. He went back to uh, being a fashion model. <laughs> yeah. He could hide during football season. But um, tough situation, man. Well, no, it's not. It is. For the, or- for the organization, it is. Well, the Nets. Because you have so much money invested in this guy. The Nets. Good, yeah, I'm good, looking at it from an organizational good standpoint. Good on the 76ers. You know, they, yeah, they, they got should, out. They should send Brooklyn flowers. They got ahead of it. Cars. Edible arrangement of sorts because being able to get out of the Ben Simmons business was great money. Yeah, it was. It was. And they look like the real threat right now. And, you know, with the Ben Simmons thing, we always talk about it, right? Does the guy want to play basketball? Does he even want to play basketball? That's the question. That's where you got to start. That's the baseline of Ben Simmons. Does he want to play basketball? Yes or no? I uh, Listen. I think he wants to get paid to play basketball. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, his contract's much, guaranteed, right? Your so. boy takes most, he take more PTO than a little bit. <laughs> Dog, when he, you know, when I was really out last year in the playoffs, when the Nets tried to push him back and like try to be like, oh, Ben Simmons is on. And he said he had back stiffness. Mm-hmm. And like the only thing that we had seen him do was sit on the bench. It was like, are you sore from sitting too long? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? I've only seen that twice. <laughs> Him and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Remember Russ yeah. said he couldn't play because he had, you know, he had warmed up and sat too long. Right, right, right. He wasn't right. used to it. Right. Yeah, so I'm looking at his contract right now. He's not a free agent until 2025. The next two years, he is guaranteed next year $38 million and the year after that, check this out, forty million. Yeah. Over the next two years, guaranteed. Hey, we talk about Rich Paul and how LeBron's undue influence. You know what? Bravo, my brother. <laughs> Bravo. He's getting guaranteed money like your mid-level quarterbacks. That's similar to like a Daniel, that's Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones money. Yeah. <laughs> Say that's Daniel Jones money. Something about that New York money, I guess. <laughs> that's crazy I wonder how many outfits he can buy with that because that's about all we'll be seeing yeah. him do and then Aaron Rodgers is about to be the next New York guy to get paid pretty good you know who didn't get paid some fan in the Wizards Magic game did you see this story yeah I saw Bill he's getting charged he's being investigated. investigated right right yeah for knocking off a hat you know what my investigation was starting to stop with <laughs> the person who I'm convinced of this fact. I don't know it to be true yet, but I'm convinced <laughs> that this is going to come out. Yeah. Because the quote was, you just lost me $1,300, you F, line, 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 line. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Unsure what F word we were using there, but I imagine one strong enough for Bradley Beal to turn around. Probably a four-letter word. Could have been six. Yeah. Could've, yeah, you could have add, yeah, add that on there. Yeah. It depends. I, I, I figured that... You know, I feel like the you know people hear the first one enough. The second <laughs> one, I feel like, is, is a turn of hey, hold on, hold hits on, a, hit, hits a little harder. Yeah, who did you just who did you say that to? Yeah, to me. All right, hold on a second. But, and I want everybody who can hear my voice to take note of this. If you bet five, ten, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars, and your payout. Is gonna be somewhere in the neighborhood of thirteen hundred dollars. 
<laughs> Either you're clairvoyant and you got a FAU at the start of the tournament, or you're a jerk playing same game parlays, left, right, and center, expecting it to hit instead of it being the lottery ticket that it is. Right. So you're gonna be mad at Bradley Beal because you because this is this is this is exactly what happened, and I don't know it to be sure, but this is what happened. This guy probably had Mo Wagner over 25, whatever. <laughs> uh, Jalen Suggs over points. Uh, uh, Porzingis over rebounds. Daniel Gafford over rebounds. Uh, 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 Kuzma over three-point makes. And he had Bradley Beal assists or right. something like that, right? right? And instead of seven assists, Bradley Beal got six. And because <laughs> you, you jerk... You think because you did this, oh, you spent so much time cooking it up in the lab to hit your lottery ticket parlay, you want to go ahead and bother this guy at work. No, you're the jerk. Never forget it. So I wish we knew exactly what he bet. I would love to see that ticket. So when he says you made me lose 1300 is he saying that he actually put down 1300 or he had a chance to win 1300 Because that's my thing. <laughs> If you put down $1,300 on the Orlando Magic versus the Washington Wizards in the third week of March, <laughs> you got problems, champ. Yeah. 1-800-GAMBLER, champ. Because, I mean, the way it's worded, you made me lose it, so I'm assuming that you actually put down that. That's no. not what you would have won. That's what everybody's thinking, and I'm telling you, that's that's that is I don't I don't buy it. Well, he's incorrect then for saying it like that. I because you can't so. lose it if you never had it. I think <laughs> so. I agree. I agree. But this just is, is what we see now with the whole yeah. sports books refunding stuff and all that. No, you lost. You lost. You lose. You lost. <laughs> you lost. You go out there and you see uh, uh, people. Oh, uh, you know, oh Draymond got hurt in the second quarter. Oh, avoid my bet. Yeah, avoid that. Avoid my bet. I'm, I'm team avoid that. You are? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. And I'm glad you finished last. He got hurt in the second down. quarter? That's, hey, not a, that's not fair. You bought the ticket to the movie. That's not, that is not his fault. That's your fault. And you know what? If you bet the under, you wouldn't be talking about voiding nothing. You'd be singing. You'd be dancing on the street. You'd be dancing in the rain. This Los Angeles Ashes <laughs> rain, we got to be dancing in the rain because Draymond could have never got eight rebounds because he got hurt in the second quarter, right? <laughs> no, that's not the way the game works. You place your bet, then you win or you lose, and the rest of you people, and you too, y'all suckers. Had to keep that clean. I see you. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you almost slipped right there. It makes me mad. Yeah, I'm team void. Give me, my, give me my money back. That's disgusting. You only played play 10 minutes. Give me I'm, my money back. I'm glad. I'm glad you have to go into the cap of consequences for this March Madness tournament. And I just hope the basketball gods hear that. Did You're y'all hear sick. that? You're y'all hear sick. that? He wants you to void bets. You're a sick individual. Hello? Is anybody listening to me <laughs> in Los Angeles? He asked him to void the bets. <laughs> Do what you need to do, basketball gods. Oh, my gosh. Well, And keep the Lakers out of here. You know what the basketball gods did that really disappointed me a couple days ago? Hmm. We didn't get to see the two best centers in the league go at it. Bro. Did Embiid duck Nikolai Jokic? Did he duck Jokic? Come on, man. What? It wasn't a back-to-back. 
they played on Monday. The game was Monday. Nuggets Sixers. Fair. Their previous game was on a Saturday. So he had a day off on Sunday. Everybody was anticipating the matchup. Oh, this could be for the MVP because it's close. Look at the odds. It's really close. You know, MB kind of slipping the last week or so. They've been losing some games, and Jokic has been getting his triple doubles and winning. So it's kind of shifting a little bit. So this could have been like that kind of tiebreaker game with only like six games left. Jokic, MB, only played twice a year because they're both not in the same conference. And then MB doesn't play? What? I didn't love it. Didn't love it. Didn't love it. And I will say this. If 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 we go all year having this conversation and and the voters say, well, you know, they didn't play ten with ten games to go, so we have to give it to Jokic. I, I don't know how I feel. He might have lost it. But this is just accentuating my point that Giannis is the NBA MVP. Giannis, because you know why? He's available. He always plays. They don't lose. They're the best team in basketball by a country mile. Anyway, I'm sorry. In this conversation between Jokic and Embiid, (laughs) do do you think that Embiid was ducking him? I hate to say it because, you know, I'm a KU guy, so I like the ride with Embiid. I do think there was some ducking involved here, man. No, no, no. I really do, man. I, I I mean, how can how else can you explain it? There wasn't a back to back. I can see if they played the night before. Yeah, I get it. You had a day off, and then you had that big article. You read, you read it on the Athletic when he was talking about MVP and no, his, motiv- his motivation. And his and, whole one of his main points was that and, he felt like he lost it because he didn't play against Jokic uh, in years prior. Then why didn't you play in this game? And now I'm looking at the odds and Caesars. They're tied. They're both at minus 115. I'm disgusted. Oh, my stomach is turning. MB was the favorite last week. Now they're both at 115. You got to give the edge to Jokic right now. By default. The edge should be Giannis. And your boy Giannis is at plus 225. That's that's so infuriating. We'll see. They are actually uh, doing an MVP straw poll soon. When So we'll see the odds uh, move in reflection of that. In a, in a league in which everybody sits out, every every game, there's somebody sitting out. But that was the game. I know. You know it, I Martin. understand what your point is. It's <laughs> just, it just makes me angry that on this random Tuesday, we have determined that this is the game, right? As opposed to, like, <laughs> next third. Like, like, the thing that drives me nuts is Embiid could score 45 points a game for the remainder of the season. Mm-hmm. And everybody, or at least enough people, will still point to, well, look what he did in the head-to-head matchup. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's like, ah! <laughs> that, that's the narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Literally makes me want to, ah, 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 scream. It makes me want to scream. Jokic's about to win it for a third straight year, bro. This is crazy. <laughs> look, basketball gods, I know I've been busy today. <laughs> I asked for help with the Lakers. Just please, please, please cash this Giannis MVP ticket. I just hope that when did, when did you place it before the year? Like what point? Not the start of the year. Oh, okay. Just start of the year when you know when they're doing the pregame. What you get it preseason? Uh, I had to go back and look. Oh, okay. I placed two. I placed Tatum and Giannis. Okay. Tatum doesn't stand a shot. Yeah. But all Giannis has done has been the best team in the NBA 
since game one. Yeah. <laughs> Gone on multiple 10-game winning streaks. There's only 82 games in the season, Mark. I'll have you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know what I think is going to hurt him is when he, he has missed some games and they're still winning without him. And you know that matters. I'm not saying I agree with it, but that, that is a thing. He has missed more games this year than usual, than your usual Giannis year. And they've been winning still. That's crazy. Because, so. so you can take credit away from Giannis because his team wins when he doesn't play. I did the same thing with, with your boy Ja last year. But last year and year before, when Jokic was losing, <laughs> not winning games and playing, he got the It's credit. because he elevated a trash roster, Martin. He didn't have Jamal Murray or Michael Porter for a the, lot of that year. The basketball discourse, there's so many buzzwords. It's disgusting. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll get to our Lemon Pepper parlays. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, Mark, what's your lemon pepper parlay? All right, so we talked about this a little bit earlier, actually. You know, LeBron is playing Pat Bev again tonight. The rematch. She's too small. Six, so, at, six nine, two twenty five. Too small. I believe LeBron has a sense of pride to him. <laughs> I, I think that that didn't sit well in his crawl, <laughs> and I think he's going out for revenge tonight. So I'm taking the over on his points. I got okay. it at twenty four and a half. I feel very good about that number. I like that. His, I also like the over in that game in general. Yeah. His second game back, he got his feet wet. And then, obviously, like I said, the Pat Beverly thing. Did he get the, the, did the LeBron James of feet help him get his feet wet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, he was inspired. He's, he's inspired. Last night, he went to see his son play. He's very inspired tonight, right? Bronny was hooping. And then that was All-American game last night. So, I like LeBron going off tonight. 24 and a half seems really low. So give me that, and I'm pairing that with, how about this? Dallas Mavericks money line, baby. Oh, you're gross. Against the Sixers. I love this spot. I got it at plus 152. This is a must win for the Dallas Mavericks. They're out the play in. They're desperate. The Sixers, they're kind of limping lately. I think Dallas gets the job done. I really do. So I'm pairing that together, and I got pretty good, good odds at plus 350. Well, again, we will be on separate sides of this lemon pepper parlay because my first leg is those same 76ers that have been struggling. Oh, that's why you said I'm nasty. That's <laughs> <laughs> 76ers. I like them to cover tonight. Not, not win outright. That should be easy. But to cover uh, the four and a half that you see right now posted, Dallas has been a dumpster fire. That's it. That's that. That's it. That's the tweet. <laughs> that's it. That's the tweet. If James Harden and Tyrese Maxey can go and play in the, at their highest levels, who's staying in front of them? Even in front of Harden, who moves like a, uh, a, 19, a, a 1999 Toyota forerunner at this point. He's not getting around that fast. You know? But I don't, I don't see Luka nor Kyrie staying in front of either one of those guys 
And I imagine that uh, Joel Embiid should be well rested. <laughs> he should. The other leg, take a Michael Jordan Jr., Anthony Edwards, and the Minnesota Timberwolves <laughs> to cover the six against the Suns and Kevin Durant. I think KD goes off. But this feels like, to me, one of those spots where the whole world wants to bet on Phoenix. So I'm going to go ahead and bet on the Timberwolves, who, again, like we said earlier in the pod, last five games have been playing really well. When they, since they got cat back, yeah. they've been balling. Six is a lot. Six That's is a lot. a lot. And how do you like that? Uh, how do you like the Carlton Towns three pointer against Golden State? Did Draymond threw it away? Yeah. And then you got Draymond last night against the Pelicans, <laughs> losing his mind in the second quarter. <laughs> and then afterwards, just everybody saying, oh, that's exactly what we needed. That's championship-level basketball, baby. They're back. Yeah, that's such that, – The intensity's back. Can we just – I just have to leave with the, – the, No one plays the results like the Golden State Warriors <laughs> and when it comes to Draymond Green. <laughs> like, no one plays the results. Like, no one – Oh, it all worked out well, so it worked out. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah. No, you, you didn't need Draymond Green to almost fight Brandon Ingram and then to step on Herb well, Jones' Martin, face. It, it rallied the troops. It got them going. Got the crowd involved. Got the players hyped. You saw him on the sideline. Let's go. You see Bob Myers had to console him like, hey, man, get in there. That's the energy they need, baby. He's the leader. He's the pulse. He's the heart of the team. Did you watch the whole game? I watched like the second half. Did you see with about four and a half minutes left in the fourth quarter? Called a timeout. Maybe it was TV timeout. But uh, Zion was up in front. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Way to go, coach. Way to go. (laughs) You just had to end it with some Zion slander, didn't you? Well, I mean, I just saw you. You you couldn't help yourself. You know, those who can't do, coach. We're we're done. We're out of (laughs) here. research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.